0: The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Hey guys, you're listening to the In the Blood Podcast. I am your host, AC Bergen Fisher, and thank you so much for listening, whether you are a new or returning listener. I'd like to invite you to find a quiet place where you consider what's being shared with an open mind and a receptive heart. Before we begin though, the following disclaimer. I am not a therapist and nothing presented here should be considered as therapy. If you feel that therapy would be beneficial, please seek out a licensed therapist who you trust. Hey guys. Um, before we get started today, I just wanted to give a huge, huge, huge thank you to everybody who has downloaded the episode I did recently called How to Deal Without Therapy. It is honestly like it's it's mind-blowing how many of y'all have have tuned in for that one. Also, I, I guess kind of just goes to show what sort of a state a lot of us are in. if We don't have access to therapy where we need to listen to something like that. So while I am hugely, hugely, hugely appreciative of the fact that you guys have been like showing so much support to my thoughts and my words, I also just, I, I can't help but like heart for you who are out there feeling kind of like unsupported, but I mean, if anything I've been able to offer has been helpful, that's just fantastic. That makes what I do feel so worthwhile. Anyways, I don't think I've got any further announcements for today, so I guess we can just jump right into it. I wanted to start things off today with a quote. I'm probably going to butcher the author's name, but I will try. It is by Akirok Brost, and the quote is, if you want to improve your life, begin with mindfulness, presence, and self-awareness do the work to improve the relationship you have with yourself that whole idea of relationship with self i mean it's it's such a a powerful one but it's one that i don't know that many of us give nearly enough time to especially when we've been so conditioned to look at our relationships with other people and when we've been conditioned to point the finger and assume that oh, that person in my life is toxic That person is abusive. That person is unhealthy to be around. But how many of us stop to consider if the unhealthy, abusive, or toxic person that is affecting us negatively is ourselves? What if that unhealthy relationship is the relationship with self? And that's kind of what I wanted to dig into today is just a few of the things that I think would indicate that you're in an unhealthy, abusive or toxic relationship with yourself. So the, the the first sign, I think, is if you employ unhealthy coping strategies, a coping strategy is basically a way that we will go about solving problems, processing emotions, finding support, or making sense of life's life's happenings and too often i think that we instead of like finding healthy ways to cope we find self-indulgent ways to cope you know instead of scheduling an appointment with a therapist we'll make a date with our buddies to go and get drunk at the club instead of talking things out with a trusted friend or family member Maybe you'll smoke a joint, maybe you push the feelings deep down inside, maybe a lot of things, I don't know. But I think when we're doing these unhealthy things, just to try to feel a little bit better in the moment, like on some level, we must know that these are not productive ways to cope or to manage. And while I'm not in a position to recommend specifically to you guys what you should do or what you should employ as as coping strategies. I can share a little bit about what has worked for me in the past. And like, I'm not sitting in a place of judgment. I'm coming from a place of understanding because I also struggle with finding healthy coping strategies in the moment. I think most people do, and that's okay. You know, you're not weak. There's not something wrong with you. Just because you don't handle yourself at your best at all times, the important thing is not to be perfect. The important thing is to be trying. And when you think that you're not doing a good job, ask yourself, am I trying? Like, am I really trying? And if the answer is yes, and not the kind of yes where you're trying to BS yourself, but like a real sincere yes, yes, I am trying if you're trying, don't let anybody, including yourself, put you down and tell you that you're not doing a good enough job. Anyways, like I said, I was going to share some of the things that have worked for me. You know, like if I'm feeling overwhelmed, which, which happens pretty frequently, honestly, because I've got pretty severe levels of anxiety. I've got panic disorder. There's the, the complex PTSD component life isn't always easy. Even when nothing is going wrong, my subconscious mind likes to find things that are wrong and, and get me anxious about them. And in those moments, I found like a good way to manage that anxiety is just to look straight at it and say, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Like, are you even for real? Like, am I, if if I'm anxious about like a real problem, I can solve the real problem and if I can't solve the real problem, I can get support in learning how to accept the effects of the real problem. I mean, there's things I can do, right? But if it's empty anxiety, where it's just a case of like, I'm just anxious because I'm anxious because of some chemical or hormone imbalance. I mean, that's not a problem to solve. That's just a situation to navigate. And what I find is helpful in navigating that is just take things right back to basics. And anybody who has practiced meditation understands that like, you know, it's not necessarily just focusing on your breathing, but sometimes you just need to like take it down to that level and, you know, just that in and out, you know, it's something we all know how to do and we can do it. If that's not working for you, I mean, I'm not a big fan of that whole idea of counting to 10, because I think when you get to that point, like you're ramped up to the point of no return, most likely. If you're that ramped up, you've obviously, you've got a lot of, you know, what I like to think of, it's like trapped energy, that trapped energy has to come out somehow. And for some people, it might be taking a brisk walk. For some people, it might be, I don't know, some other form of exercise. It might even be just, you know, focusing that passion into a productive task where you're not like physically burning energy, but you're burning off that mental energy, you know, like through journaling, writing for me, I, I burn it off through podcasting. You know, there's, there's stuff you can do. There's always stuff you can do and nobody knows you better than you do. So, I mean, figure out what that stuff is. I I know you can do it. And I think if you spend enough time being honest with yourself, you will realize that, you know, you can do it too. The second sign that you might be in an unhealthy relationship with yourself is if, if you're constantly insulting yourself or putting yourself down, you know, like if you make a simple mistake, which everybody makes simple mistakes, but then you hear that voice in your head saying like, oh, you screwed up because you're stupid. You're so stupid, stupid, stupid. Or if you try to phone somebody and they don't answer right away, well, they're not picking up because they hate me, because I suck. Nobody likes me. I mean, you can fill in the blanks if you're engaged in this sort of thing. I mean, you know what the voices in your head are saying. Just tell them to shut up. You don't need to listen to that. You wouldn't take it from other people. Don't take it from yourself. It's perfectly okay to stand up to yourself and say, you know what? I'm worth more than this. You don't get to dictate my value. I will dictate my value. And my value is high, which leads into the third point, which is that you don't prioritize self-care. Now, I know self-care is kind of like one of those annoyingly generic and broad terms. And it could be anything from exercise, um, healthy diet, proper rest, practicing gratitude, setting goals, things like that. But it's also like taking the time just to love yourself the way, you know, like for those of us who have kids, love yourself the way you'd love one of your kids. It's okay to put your arms around yourself and say, you know what, I love you, me. And just like when you're dealing with your kids or like if you don't have kids, a pet, friend, coworker, lover, you know, anybody who matters to you, there's a certain way you're going to treat these people. And there was a certain thing where if they came to you and says, look, I'm feeling a certain kind of way, there's going to be a, a, a quite a few things you're going to say like, oh, you know, like, are you getting enough sleep? Do you need to eat something? Um, are you focused on the wrong things? All these little pieces of advice that you would offer to other people, you know, turn that back around to yourself. Like sometimes it's okay to eat your own advice, like in a good way, chew on it, digest it, really, really listen to the words that you give to other people and take the time At least once a day, hopefully multiple times a day to direct them towards yourself because you need those reminders that, you know what, you're worth the time, you're worth the effort, you're worth the investment. I actually like you. You know, the next point is that, you know, maybe you're 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 too hard or maybe too easy on yourself, which I know those sound like different things, but basically what it comes down to is you know, there's a certain standard that w- most of us will hold the people around us to. You know, like if somebody like flubs up when we've asked them to do something, they might come to us like hat in hand, all apologetic saying, you know, like, I really, really screwed this up. and I know you were counting on me and you would look at them and in all sincerity say, you know what? That's okay. Like these things happen. But I mean, when, when you flub up, You're not saying that's okay. These things happen. You're basically like beating yourself up, which, you know, you don't need to do that. Treat yourself as well as you would treat a stranger. Hold yourself to that same standard at the same time. You know, like the, the other side of it is like you're too easy on yourself, right? Whereas a case of like everybody else is a jerk, but there's reasons for you being a jerk, which means that you're not a jerk. You're the victim in the whole thing. You know, everybody else deserves judgment, but you deserve understanding. That's just as unhealthy. You know, and it, it makes it difficult for people to to be around you. Which shouldn't be that difficult to understand because I mean, you're having difficulty being around yourself in those moments, so like can you really fault them? I would argue not. You know, the the next thing is, you know, sometimes we can lean into the drama a little bit too much, you know, asking these these questions like, oh, my God, why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep attracting this certain type of people? Why do I always end up in these relationships? Why, why, why? Like, these aren't questions that, like, we want the answer to. These are questions that we ask because we want the attention. That's why, like, I, I say it's it's drama. If you want the help, get the help. If you want the support, find the support. If you want to get better, get better. And the best way to get better is to do better. And if you don't know how to do better, well, then, you know, maybe it's time to take a little bit of time, do some reading, do some learning, interact with other people, ask them questions about you. Say, look, I'm having a hard time making sense of me. Can you offer some insights? I think most people that are tired of dealing with your shit, they're going to have no problem saying, I'm glad you asked here's the thing, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And again, I just want to remind everybody, I'm not coming from a place of judgment here. I'm not wagging my finger because I'm guilty of all these things at certain times too. I'm often the most toxic person that I spend my time with. Okay. But we'll get through this together. You know, the 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 next point is that sometimes we can manipulate others to actually start stop supporting us. Which sounds weird, right? Because you think, okay, if I if I've got the power to manipulate others, why wouldn't I manipulate them to help me? But the thing is, is like sometimes we don't want the help. Sometimes what we want is to just wrap ourselves up in that dark place and feel ugly feelings and think ugly thoughts and experience ugly experiences because we don't like ourselves very much. And it's a form of self-punishment. Now, if you don't like yourself and if you feel like you are deserving of some level of punishment, it makes perfect sense to alienate your support system and to push them away. Because if I get it in my head that I'm a complete piece of crap, I'm unlovable, I'm unlikable, nobody wants to spend time with me, I'm not smart, I'm not attractive, I'm not sexy, I'm not whatever. If somebody turns around and says, in fact, you are all of those things, I get openly hostile with them. I don't want to hear that. What I want to hear is whatever nonsense I've conjured up in my head. So while... You know, you might come to me and argue with all these self destructive thoughts I have, all these incorrect and ugly observations I make about me. Like you're doing the right thing. You're being a friend. You're coming to me and saying, Hey, I see things differently. The chances are I am going to be quite aggressive in the way I push you away because I don't want to hear that. What I want is for you to walk away get pissed off at me, whatever the case may be, just so I can sit there and I can use you walking away, you being, you know, frustrated with me, you, well, not you giving up, but me convincing myself that you've given up as a justification for me to like say all these ugly things to myself and about myself. I've silenced the positive voice because all I want to hear is the negative. You know, and I think, If you have found yourself at any point in a toxic relationship with yourself, you know which ways you've employed to manipulate others to walk away. You know it. I don't need to spell it out for you. And I don't need to spend a lot of time spelling out how I do it. I think we can all fill in the blanks for ourselves and the people who are trying to be supportive of us. Any of them who are listening to this, they can probably fill in the blanks for us pretty well, too. The, the next thing, and, and I think this is one that mo- most people really, really struggle with. Even people who aren't in a super toxic relationship with themselves, even people who generally get along with themselves reasonably well, tend to have this one toxic trait, which is that they refuse to set pa- personal boundaries or they ignore the personal boundaries that they've set now when i say personal boundaries what i what i like to describe as a healthy personal boundary it's kind of like a fence that you build around yourself to protect yourself from outside influences because you can't like control the world around you but you can insulate yourself to a certain degree from the the things and the people in it an unhealthy boundary would be like a fence you try to build around another person you know trying to control them trying to keep them from acting in the ways that bother you but a a healthy personal boundary is one where it's just a case of like, look, I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just telling you that while you're entitled to your voice, you're entitled to your actions, you're entitled to express yourself. You're not entitled to me as an audience for my own self-preservation. I need to walk away from these types of things, which is reasonable. It's healthy. And like, we all need to do it. The, the problem is not in setting a boundary like that or expressing, communicating, whatever. The problem is when it comes down to the enforcement, you know, we can we can be exposed to all kinds of things that kind of like drag us down. And we can keep on repeating ourselves to to people that, you know what, I can't be around this. I can't be around this. But then we keep on going back for more. You know, like a, a conversation I had with my mom, like she's got somebody in her life who is a really, really aggressive and dangerous and you know stressful person when they are behind the wheel of a car. Now, my mom is constantly complaining to me about how she can't handle riding in the car with this person. She says, it stresses me out. They don't wear a seatbelt. They make racist comments. They drive too fast. They tailgate. The overall experience is just, it's not a pleasant one. It's not pleasurable in any way. And I told them, If you don't smarten up when you're driving, I'm not going to get into the car with you anymore. Okay. That is a healthy boundary that you set. The problem is every single time this person phones or shows up at my mom's house and says, Hey, let's go for a car ride. My mom says, okay, let me grab my purse. And then she gets in the car. That is self abuse. It really is. She couldn't reasonably get this person to drive better. She couldn't reasonably get this person to stop being a bigot. She couldn't reasonably change this person in any meaningful way. She could reasonably just say, you know what? I understand that this is who you are and you do you. But if you want to have coffee with me, how about if I take a taxi and I'll meet you at the mall? How about if I jump on the bus? Just tell me where you'd like to meet and I will meet you there or you're welcome to come in, I'll make a pot of coffee, I'll make a a pot of tea, whatever the case may be. You can spend time with this person when they're at their best because in the cars, when they're at their worst, they might be wonderful the rest of the time. But if, if, if in this one specific type of situation, these people are monsters and you keep going back for more, well, you can't blame this other person for being a monster because you're the jackass who keeps going back and setting yourself for it you're inviting this into your life because on some level you don't care enough about yourself to protect yourself. You know, again, thinking if that was somebody who was mistreating your child, mistreating your friend, mistreating your spouse, your pet, whatever. I really do believe that most of you would have something to say about it. But when you're the one who's being mistreated, You're the one who's being marginalized. You're the one who is not being shown a proper amount of consideration. Why aren't you defending you? Don't you think you deserve it? I think you do. I'd like to think that I do too. I might not be very good at remembering that sometimes, but the the truth is I think we all deserve it. All of us. So, all of these other seven points in mind, the eighth point is that all of these combined, they have a really, really, they got a strange way of leaving us incapable of spending alone time in healthy ways. When you get all this negativity, when you got this self neglect, This self-abuse, this lack of self-care, just this lack of prioritizing who we are. We've convinced ourselves that we're not worthy. We're not capable. We're not smart. We're not good looking. We're not energetic. We're not good. Is being alone the best idea? Because when you're alone with all those different voices in your head that are all saying ugly things, it's basically like, it's no different than if you were going to go into a crowd of people where everybody is shouting insults at you. How long would you stick around for that? I would hope not long. How much time does any of us want to spend getting yelled at? But when we don't like take the time to kind of like clean up our, our, our ways of thinking, when we don't take the time. To say, you know what? You're worth it. I love you enough to do the work. I value this relationship. This relationship with self, I mean. I value this relationship enough to make some sacrifices of time and effort, energy, maybe even a little bit of money to make sure that I'm properly taken care of. That I'm taking care of in the same way that I would take care of anybody else. I got to take care of me. When you get to that point. Then you can really be recharged, rejuvenated. You can be built up by a little bit of healthy alone time. Because being alone, it's it's a necessary thing for all of us. Just like being around other people. It's It's necessary. We're social animals, but we also require a degree of solitude. But that solitude is self-destructive if, it, if we've created like an unhealthy, impure environment to sit alone in. So hopefully I've given you something to work on. Hopefully I've woken up or helped you to at least think that maybe it's time for you to start waking up a little bit more love. A little bit more love for you. You know, like I I, I talked about in um, a past episode about like how to how to get by when you don't have therapy. This the self serve options, they're always available to us. And it's really, really easy to look at a mountain of problems and think, where can I start? This is overwhelming. This is why I feel small. This is why I feel weak, incapable, stupid, because I don't have the capacity to move this mountain. But can I suggest that you're not looking at a mountain as in one singular object? You're looking at a big, huge, overwhelming stack of little manageable things. And I think... The sooner you start picking away at this big pile of little manageable things, the sooner that pile can start shrinking. You know, just take one thing. Am I getting enough sleep? No. Okay. What's interfering with my sleep? Too much screen time? Okay. I'm going to cut down on that. Do I need melatonin an hour before bedtime? Okay. I'm going to go to the pharmacy. It's not expensive. I'm going to make sure that I can fall asleep and stay asleep. I'm going to commit to a reasonable hour to go to bed every night so that i can wake up feeling rested that one thing just feeling rested holy crap does that ever give you the strength to deal with a lot more complicated things with confidence with a clear mind am i eating enough am i eating enough good stuff you know instead of a hot dog maybe think about eating a salad or a stir fry or even like a decent sandwich Being properly nourished on top of being properly rested, trust me, you're going to start looking at yourself and you're going to start looking at the world in very, very different ways. And, you know, I think the more you start digging into these little things that make up that mountain, the more you're going to realize that probably half of the bulk of that mountain is just stuff that has been like overinflated in your mind. You may not be dealing with a mountain at the end of the day. After all, it may just be like kind of a big hill, which still it's a lot to churn through. But, but the solution has become much more within your reach. And just chip away a little bit at a time. You know, they say Rome wasn't built in a day. A healthy relationship with self sure as hell isn't going to be built in a day either. But just remember, you're worth it. Anyways, we come to a close here. If, I'm, if, if I was going to give anybody any homework, it's just to spend a little bit of time when this recording is, is over. Just take a, a few moments just to reflect try to see yourself the way the people who love you the most see you try to see yourself the way the people who treat you the best see you because the chances are if you think you suck and they think you don't which of you do you think is wrong? I would wager that it's you Anyways, friends, until next time, much love.